Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor, taking your calls and your questions this afternoon, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000 is the number, taking your calls, your questions. Let's talk about the things of the Lord together. Let's pray together to be open to a fresh work of the Holy Spirit via technology. I want to thank you for everyone uh, that supports local Christian radio. Without you, it would be so much harder. I'm sure God would provide another way, but he invites us to be a part of what he's doing. And I want to thank you personally as someone who oversees two stations uh, as a part of the ministry here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado, a a Calvary chapel. Uh, I want to thank you. Uh, It is no small thing to run a radio station uh, and uh, anyone listening on Grace FM, please do support us. GraceFM.com, download the free app, uh, become a Grace Partner. That's the best way to do it. That's an ongoing uh, commitment that you make that we can uh, count on your support. There's special perks that go along with that. Uh, and everything can be seen on the website, GraceFM.com. If you're listening up here in the metro area, you're on 89.7. If you're down in the Colorado Springs, 101.7. And we are on the air. If you're listening on Radio by Grace, I want to encourage you to support Radio by Grace, another uh, a much larger network than ours, so it's a little more complicated and a lot more expensive. If you're listening on the Radio by Grace network from Wyoming to Florida to Missouri to Alabama and all the other stations you know you're listening, uh, that's radiobygrace.com, 78 stations, 20-something states, um, very complicated system to run, especially for a church, a church overseas radio by grace. Support them. And then Hope FM, although it's only a few stations, it covers a lot of territory. I want to invite you, hopefm.net, support Hope FM. Bill Lupkeman, the pastor there, really is such a, I don't want to use, I was thinking of Godfather, that's not the right uh, word to use. He's just... Uh, and guru, and that's probably not the right, he is a genius, that's a better, he is a radio genius, and he's helped a lot of us with our radio stations, uh, and he is an engineer genius, um, support Hope FM, you're listening to this one week delayed, truthfm.net, Tennessee and North Carolina, Higher Rock Radio, my friend in Meridian, Idaho, and Living Water Radio, my friend in Corpus Christi, Texas, KSGR, higherrockradio.org, truthfm.net. I always like to mention all the stations because it's good for you to know that this is a collaborative, cooperative work of God through churches that own radio stations that carry this program. And of course, I'm in studio today with Brad. He's my producer, uh, and I need to get my call screen up, uh, or I will never know what calls came in, and Brad forgot to remind me of that. So there you go, Brad. 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. 
303-690-3000. Faithful, faithful young man. God uses greatly here, and I forgot. It wasn't his fault. Let's go to line one. Daniel in Maryland, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor. Hey, you're on the air. Great. So um, I was wondering about the verse James 3.1. Yes. And if that refers to every teacher, like um, I often find myself witnessing the people and my church has a program where they walk with people through the Bible in a book called Foundations. That's really great. And, you know, I often find myself double-checking myself on my Bible knowledge because I never want to be put in a position where I misled someone. And I'm wondering if, you know, receiving a stricter judgment is only for elders or does it really apply to everyone teaching the Bible, regardless of who they are? That's a great question. Let me read this text for everybody listening in. It is in James chapter 3, in verse 1, and it says, My brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. This is one of those texts where you want to answer the question from the perspective of context— and you can see that the context continues on. We stumble in many things. Uh, hey, Brad, can you take it down a little bit? Uh, we study, we uh, all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he's a perfect man, also able to bride. And then he talks about putting bits in horses' mouths and ships. And then he talks about even so the tongue is a little member uh, and boasts great things. Um, and he's using the word we. Uh, and the the specific um, instruction is to the brethren that have the potential of becoming a teacher. Uh, remember, this is a general letter that is addressed to the 12 tribes that are scattered abroad. Uh, and it's a general letter to believers. Uh, in particular, James had a heart to Jewish believers, the 12 tribes, but it's a general letter given general description of which James includes himself. And the answer to your question is, this is a warning to anyone that would take the role of teacher. And of course, the stricter judgment would be directly related to the specific teaching responsibility that you've been given. Okay, I think I understand, you know, like a pastor might find may receive a stricter judgment, but, you know, there still is a stricter judgment even from, you know, a lay person teaching. Yes, and the the word um, for teacher there is didaskalos. It means a teacher. It's used 58 times. Uh, it is referring to a uh, anyone that takes the Bible and teaches it or anything, you know, in, in the Greek language, uh, it would just reply—would re, re, just— um, apply to someone that's instructing. The It goes together with the word matetes, which also means learner or pupil. So you got teacher and uh, learner. So it is, it's taking anything uh, that you would want, that you would take the responsibility of teaching the Bible to anyone. Okay, thank you for answering. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. 303-690-3000. And by the way, uh, the word stricter, is the Greek word megas, which we get mega from. Uh, it means great, large, 
uh, and the idea of a mega judgment. So what if yeah, that would probably be a good modern day translation that not, not many of you become uh, teachers because you will receive a mega judgment. Man, that's the Greek. Uh, and it is. It is a greater responsibility to whom much is given, much is required. Wide open lines, 303-690-3000. A great reminder that we also have the text line. It's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But it's especially useful during the program here, Monday through Friday, on this hour on the station you're listening to, uh, because it's wide open for you to send questions, primarily prayer requests. It's a 24-7 prayer request line. Uh, but you can use it to ask questions. And let's see. Here we go. Two believers in a relationship hear the same message at church on sexual immorality, fleshly desires. One of them is convicted about sex outside of a marriage, but the other says they don't see anything wrong with it. Question, how can it be that the other person cannot be convicted if it says it in God's word? That's a great question. And while I might give you an answer, I don't want you to directly apply it to the person that you're talking about, because I don't know. I don't know the answer to the person that you're talking about. Uh, it, would be, it would be wrong for you to use this answer against him or her, because I don't know. But I would suggest that a person that's hearing a Bible study on sexual sin and is involved in sexual sin or desire sexual sin, or dismisses it as if it wasn't true, that their heart is hard, or their conscience is seared, or they're in a place of active rebellion against God, or they like sin more than they like God's word. I mean, I could go, there's quite a few options that are there. Uh, It would be best if that person called me and I could ask them, why don't you see why don't you believe sexual sin is wrong and let's let's anticipate the answer well you know i just don't read it i just don't read the bible the way you do well this isn't a matter of reading the bible this isn't up for interpretation this isn't one of those passages that's unclear or fuzzy or one of those topics that is up for debate um you know the I think of one word in particular. I think of one place in the Bible. There's a thousand places, but here's an instruction in First Corinthians chapter six, verse eighteen: flee sexual immorality. So even for the person that says I don't see anything wrong with it, then the word flee means to escape or to flee or run away from, to move hastily away from a danger. So let's just say, let me, for the sake of argument, that the person you're talking about, I don't think it's any problem. Okay. I don't agree with you, but okay. Then here's an instruction. Run away from it. What's your interpretation of that? Like, I would try to reason with the person because the explanation that Paul gives, you don't even have to interpret it. It's just what it says. Every sin, so sexual immorality is a sin, A man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. That one scripture would put this person in a position where, I mean, if they don't, I would just have to hear why they would dismiss such a clear passage of scripture. There's just one. There's just, that's just one passage. 
Um, sexual immorality is very clear, uh, very obvious, and why a person would disagree hearing the Bible study. I mean, here's some other things. The pastor didn't deliver it properly. Uh, the pastor made a joke out of it. The pastor misspoke. Um, they didn't like the pastor, don't like the church. You know, there could be a lot of reasons. They're just not good reasons. There's a, a another reason could be the person hasn't established the Bible as the authority over their lives. And they could, I mean, I guess I could, for the sake of dialogue, say, well, what, uh, you know, what passages are you misinterpreting or, or like, what do you, th- what, what part of the Bible do you think makes sexual sin okay? Um, and maybe talk to them about it, but there's just no reason for that. Biblically, even, and the scripture just, you know, was First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18. I mean, it couldn't, couldn't be clearer. Couldn't be clearer. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000 is the number. Uh, all right, the similar question here in Littleton, Colorado. Jason, welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor Ed, how are you today? Good, how are you? Um, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. But I have a question that is going to, I guess, kind of bounce off the one that you just you just answered there. Uh, so every time I hear something about, you know, about uh, sex outside of marriage, nine times out of ten, it's always within the confines of talking about younger folks, singleness, things like that, going into, you know, going into marriage. But somebody like myself, I've been married twice. And both of them obviously did not go as planned. Um, I cannot foresee myself, at least at this stage in my life, and just how I'm feeling emotionally and stuff. Getting, you know, going and getting married again, but at hey, the same time, Jason, you know, Jason, Jason. Yeah. Let me pause you real quick here, just to remind you that this again, this hey. is a show where kids are listening. So let's be careful where you're headed, just so you. Just, okay. I, I didn't say that at the beginning, but we got a family listening, so let's be careful. Sure, sure, sure. And, and so I, I heard you all the way up to this point. Um, yeah. Keep going. Oh, yeah. So I just I was just kind of curious about that topic since, uh, you know, I know that there's other folks out there that are going to be in the same position as I am and just kind of curious yeah. how they fall into that category. Well, God created sex within the confines of marriage. It's his prescription. Yeah. That's where it's to be enjoyed. Outside of marriage, there there is no uh, there's no prescription for sexual pleasure outside of marriage. And so, mm-hmm. with that in mind, what is your follow up? What's your thought? You're you're going to be abstinent until, unless you get remarry. Um, yeah. And what are your thoughts on that? What are you wrestling with? I think that's really it. I think that's really it is, is that, is that abstinence? Yes. You know, I think that God has given us the gift of sex and it's a wonderful gift, but it's not exclusively the form of pleasure, right? It's not the mm-hmm. exclusive form of joy or happiness. And if God has a season because of pain, because of hurt, uh, because yeah. of relationship trauma that's in your life, there. There is a hesitancy, as you mentioned, about remarriage, uh, whether that's sure. a part of your future. And and I would say if God has a season of singleness for you, which you're currently in, then God mm-hmm. will also give you the grace 
to enjoy it, to mm-hmm. embrace it, and to get through the temptations consistent with it. Uh, because there's a lot of things within our culture that uh, provide easy ways out for self-gratification that God says, look, it, it's it's not even about the act as much as it is about the reality of not abiding in Christ and walking in his strength. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a lot of sinful ways to do that. A lot of opportunities, sure. like deep, deep sin that would, that just like I read in the, in verse 18 of first Corinthians six that do deep damage. And the problem is, is we don't agree with that. We don't think that does deep damage. We don't think it, we, we in general don't see it as sin, don't see it as, and so you engage in it. But what happens, you're, a person is rotting from the inside out and what you mm-hmm. sow is what you're going to reap. Uh, and in, in, in the realm of sexual sin, there is, it is a specifically damaging sin that a person does to themselves. Sure. Okay. Well, that, you know, uh, it is helpful and yes, it does, it does definitely answer the question. So I, I do appreciate kind of that clarification and, uh, yeah. Well, let me pray for you. Can I? Absolutely. Lord, I pray for my brother Jason as he assesses his life just today and thinking about the future, thinking about marriage and singleness and everything that goes with that. I ask you, God, to strengthen my brother and help him day by day. I know it, it kinda, it, it's kind of like a lifetime. Like, I don't know what, if I'll ever get married. I don't know if I ever want to be married. And it's a real feeling today. But Lord, give him grace for today, strength for today, hope for tomorrow, and encourage him, Lord, to live a life that is seeking to honor you in body, soul, and spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. I okay, brother. It. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000 is the number. Taking your calls and your questions. We got a question here on text. Do you think homosexuality and transgender is demonic spirits attached to a person, making them think they were born that way? No, not always. Uh, sometimes the demonic realm is definitely in, involved in sexual sin, but a lot of times it's simply a decision that's made. Um, God is our creator. He doesn't make mistakes. That's true. But sin has tainted God's creation. So you have to look differently than Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve did not were not mistakes in that, res, in that respect, and God created them. God created us as without mistakes, but he also creates us as we are born into a sinful world, sin wrecks everything. And we are not currently living in the world that God created primarily. We're living in a world that God created secondarily. In the secondary, I want to use that phrase, secondarily, that is tainted by sin. We live in a sinful, sin-stained, sin-soaked world. And people are born into sin. And unless they repent of their sins, they will continue to live in them, whether it's thievery, extortion, sexual sin, having a twisted view of their identity. And so, no, I don't think demonic spirits are attached to this particular sin any more than demonic spirits are attached to the sin of stealing. 
However, you can give yourself over, and God can give a person over to a debased mind. An unbeliever can be indwelt by demons. Uh, so certainly there's demonic activity towards sexual sin, for sure. Uh, but no, I don't think it's always demonic spirits attached is something that's an interesting that's an interesting way of saying it. It's like you've learned that somewhere because there's nowhere in the Bible that speaks about demonic spirits being attached. Um, there is demonic oppression, there's demonic possession of unbelievers, but this demonic spirit attached, um, you know, you're either, what, what you read in the scriptures is demons being possessed, like bodies being possessed, but attached to a particular sin, you know, something that's taught in modern day. We do need to pray for the conviction of sin. We do need to pray for men and women knowing their identity and understanding their God-given identity, understanding how they were born. And the, But when you turn your back on God, then being created in God's image doesn't matter anymore. And it's unfortunate. 303-690-3000. Here's a quick text, and I'll get back to the phone lines. King David, a man after God's own heart, he committed adultery. King David in heaven right now? Yes. I believe King David is in heaven right now in the presence of God, enjoying the grace of God and the forgiveness of sin. As When he died, he was looking forward to Messiah and the blood that would be shed for the forgiveness. But now after Messiah has come... He's in the presence of God, looking back on and relishing in the grace of God and the forgiveness of God for that horrific sin. 303, and he committed other horrific sins like murder, lying, uh, deception, um, on and on the list goes. He's a sinner like the rest of us and, and still a man after God's own heart, which only amplifies to me the grace of God. Great question. All right, let's come back to line two in Denver here. Samuel, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. Hey, Samuel. Great day. You're on the air. I uh, don't want to take too long with it, but okay. uh, just kind of bizarre circumstances. Uh, two times in two weeks, I've ended up in situations where I've actually been with uh, some folks that were, I'm, I'm assuming from the Mormon faith, the folks that go uh, out with the uh, the younger uh, folks that uh, white ties, and, or white shirts and ties and stuff. Okay. And I just wanted to know um, kind of maybe your thoughts or insight or resources to maybe reach out, because, I mean, it's a deal where um, it's just promoting a false gospel, and, I mean, obviously we have those opportunities to interact with those people, and you know, we need to love them where they're at, but there's also, for whatever reason, I've had these opportunities. I wasn't, yes. you know, really quite sure what I'm supposed to do, and I did ask the second time, um, and I, I was asking God, it's like, you know, is there a specific thing that I'm supposed to do here? And it wasn't anything that was, you know, clearly obvious right at that moment, so... Just as driving, I thought, oh, well, I had a chance to call in, so I thought I'd ask your insight and if you had any resources that you might suggest. Yeah, I I have a resource that you should get right away, and if you want to drive to the church, we have a, we usually have them in stock. You can check on the website. Um, we have them here at the church. It's a book, best book I've ever read on this topic: Reasoning from the Scriptures with Mormons. Reasoning from the Scriptures. With Mormons, and I would encourage any Mormon listening to anyone that is an attendance of the Church of the Latter Day Saints, um, which really isn't a church in the biblical definition. But if that's what you attend, 
and that's a group you're a part of, and you really want to examine what you're being taught, that is the resource. The brother that wrote it is Ron Rhodes, R-H-O-D-E-S, and a phenomenal resource. Great, it, and the, the way I was thinking of the verse um, in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 24, it says, And a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient, in humility, correcting those who are in opposition, if God perhaps will grant them repentance so that they may know the truth. That's the best way to approach a Mormon or a Jehovah Witness or anyone that holds to a doctrine or a teaching contrary to the scriptures. Um, Be gentle, be careful, be able to answer their questions. The reason I like Ron Rhodes' book is he teaches you how to ask questions very, very, very rarely. And I emphasize the word rarely. Is one of those encounters going to lead to a renouncing of the Mormon church or any of the other people you're talking to? In, instead of a, instead of a, a, a change of heart, they usually get harder. They're trained to argue with you. They argue and move on and count it a privilege that you persecuted them is what they'll call it. But when you're gentle and you're careful and you're patient and you're teaching them, you're giving them a question that they they need they can't answer because they it's outside of their training. It gives room for the Holy Spirit to speak to them as they're seeking the answer. Uh, they might even open the Bible looking for the answer. Um, and that book is just the greatest training uh, to do that. And I encourage you to pick up a copy. Okay, I'll I'll pick one up next time I'm out. I don't get to make it out too often, but I try and make it out there about once a month or something like that. Yeah, do go for it. You can. <laughs> Get it wherever you get books, but we have them here because we go through them a lot. Yeah, it's interesting, too. You mentioned that about the, um, you, you know, just loving people and that um, there's a ministry called One for Israel, and they yes. have a bunch of uh, testimonies on that. And it's interesting because it's the two things that overwhelming in all the responses of the ones that I've watched so far is that, you know, one, there was the love of the the Christians that reached out to these Jewish people, and then two, so many of them started reading the, you know, the uh, Hebrew scriptures for themselves and came to the conclusion of, like, hey, Jesus is Messiah, so I think there's probably a lot to that, so thanks, Pastor Ed, I appreciate it. You're welcome. God bless you, brother. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. By the way, you can order it wherever you're listening. Everything in our bookstore, we have a very select curated choice of inventory, discipleship-oriented, help you grow in your faith. Anything you are looking for, you're looking for ideas, you can go to calvaryco.store, calvaryco.store. You can order. Uh, It's a little bit more because we have to pay for shipping, uh, you have to pay for shipping. It's a little bit more than just walking in and getting it. But if you're around the country, these books I recommend, most of them are available on calvaryco.store. The advantage of buying something through the store here is all the net proceeds of our bookstore go to missionaries. You know you'll be getting a resource, but you'll also be supporting a missionary, um, one of the missionaries that we support at at the beginning every January. 
303-690-3000. A quick question following up on the topic of uh, divorce, remarriage, and uh, sexual activity. Uh, my wife and I divorced. I've remained celibate. We're coming close again. Um, what if she's looking for intimacy, sexual intimacy? Are we to wait to marry again? Yes. You are wait. You are to wait to be remarried again. Uh, and if you guys are looking at that direction, get some premarital counseling. This could be a work of the Holy Spirit. This would be a tremendous testimony of the power of God. Don't blow it by having premarital sex. Don't do it. Uh, it it'll make things that go backwards. Uh, get some premarital counseling. It could be you're getting remarried. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back to the second half of today's program. This is Calvary Live. It originates right here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado, a Calvary Chapel ministry. We're coming up on 24 years as a church this December. I'm grateful to be a small part of the huge work that God's doing around the country and around the world. Uh, This program is a small part of that. We produce it Monday through Friday for you. It's live broadcast live right now on Radio by Grace and Grace FM networks, and one week delayed on Hope FM, Truth FM, Higher Rock Radio, and Living Water Radio. And unless there's an encore, which occasionally because of traveling or sickness or maybe a producer sick or something, uh, with the exception of those events, uh, this is produced live Monday through Friday. Um, We're here taking your calls and questions, and the heart of our program was to get pastors out of the pulpit and closer to those that have questions, those that need prayer, and the radio is the piece, the technology that we use to be able to connect with you, and we're grateful for that. Uh, We have a... uh, We have full lines, so uh, let's just jump right to the phone lines. We're going to head over to Pennsylvania. Mike, welcome to the program. I got to hit the button. Sorry about that, Mike. Uh, I got to hit the right buttons. Mike, I got the right button. You're on the air. Okay. How are you doing? Good evening. Uh, Good evening. Hey, I got a, I have a comment, but I also have a testimony. There was a woman on there probably 20 minutes ago, and she had mentioned about um, television uh, pre- preachers come on and say somebody has a sore shoulder and we're healing your shoulder right now. And you know what I mean? And and you had made mention about that. And it, um, I, I want to share something with you. Um, back in 1977, I was in a near fatal motorcycle accident. I keep the article on my phone. I got a copy of it from back in 1977 on my phone. Uh, I died twice. I swear they were going to take my right leg off below my knee, uh, but a, a doctor, a Jewish doctor, saved it. And uh, it's a little little banged up. But anyhow, moving forward to roughly 2014, um, I used to like to watch Catherine Romanali. Sure. Never heard of I her. Did I say that right? Uh, 
she's very Australian, very, very, just something caught me. I was doing paperwork one day for my job, and I was down where I did my paperwork downstairs. And she, my leg was hurting. It was hurting really bad. It was swelled up. She said, somebody's having problems with their legs right now. I stood up. Something made me stood up. I put my hands up in the air like I was receiving that blessing. And let me tell you something, something like a rush come down over me from the top of my head, clean down to my feet. My legs stopped hurting. Now, I don't know if that was a coincidence, if it was just something I accepted or, I mean, I was doing paperwork, you know, but I was listening to her as well. You know, uh, I used to like to listen to her, the programs a lot. And uh, it was just so strange. So I, I just wanted to, to, you know, make a comment and, and give my testimony that, I, I, I had problems off and on because it was it was in pretty bad shape my leg. Yes, but, um, that was so strange though, um, and and some of them, yeah, you got. I guess you got to question them when other whoever's making a comment on TV that we're healing somebody right now. And and I mean, there's a lot of people in this world, and anybody listening could have any sort of problem, you know. But it was just so strange. That uh, that that happened to me. I experienced that, and uh, I just wanted to share that. Well, let's talk a little bit about it for a second before we move on. Um, so, I heard your testimony, and I'm grateful that uh, were you completely healed, or you had temporary healing? What happened exactly? I think it was it was temporary. Temporary. But it you received a, it. A that's good. good. Okay, that's and that's wonderful. But let let's point a few things out, um, okay. and you may not have noticed this, but I'm going to point out what I heard. In your description of your testimony, you didn't mention mm-hmm. God once. Not at all. You didn't mention God's healing, his power. There was no mention of God. There was only a mention of this gal on television, and you associated the... And I know it's consistent with the caller. You know, you're know, you hearing it on a one-week delay, but a caller that yeah. was on that you're responding to. And I think that it's important that you hear that because there's a... Um, and I'm not reading any motives into it, so don't don't take it that way. Okay. I'm not yep. not yep. reading any no motives problem. to you or anything. Just making observations in the sense that these types of events, these types of things, really do give attention to the faith healer. They really do give attention to the television show or to the mm-hmm. personality. And it's something that number one, we need to be careful of. Number two, uh, we don't we we need to test all things. Every single thing, whether it's a, mm-hmm. you hear it on the radio, you hear it on television, you see a person looking into a camera and saying your name. We need to test all things, but hold fast to what is good. And the blessing that you received, like you said, you did mention you received the blessing. So, I mean, there's an inference yeah. toward God there. You didn't mean her. You meant God. So I get that. But the the reality of what, a the blessing. washing over you. you yeah, know? from... From the Lord. So, I mean, you did infer God, yeah. uh, and, and I hear that okay. in you, what you shared. The reality is, is these these men and women that typically do this are, I'm not saying that God can't use an, a dull knife every now and again. He can use a, you know, a broken clock is right twice a, twice a day, and, uh, and God can use donkeys and rocks to accomplish his will. So, yeah, I mean, certainly that could have been just listening to what that person had to say could have been uh, a mechanism of activating faith in your life or, but the reality, the, the bottom line reality behind the scenes is, is a couple of things. One, 
anything you experience was from the Lord. He gave it to you. Yeah. No matter how he gave it to you, he gave it to you. He gets all the glory. The doctor always Thank gets you, the thanks, not the scalpel. Um, even if it was a legitimate word from that that person on television, even so, God gets all the glory uh, for great things he has done. And we rejoice together with you uh, for that. And, you know, there's other things to examine about people's ministries uh, that would lead us to whether we would follow them or not. But it's good news that you receive some relief there and God gets all the glory for that. Amen. I yeah, agree. 100%. That's fantastic. Well, thanks yeah, for calling. Was, was just, yeah. Just, hey, can I ask you one more favor? Sure. Could you please say a prayer for my wife? She is having a lot of medical problems. She's an elder now. Yeah. We're both elders. And she's pretty much bedridden. She has had seizures, and she's got one of those humps in her back now. Her backbones stick out. Okay. Um, uh, it's going through a I'm lot sorry. of stuff. What's her name? Willa. Lord, I, I come together with my brother praying for his wife, Lilla. Or did you say Willa? Willa. 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 Yep. And I pray, God, that you would bring healing to her body. As she, you know, I can't, think, I can't help but think of the passage, uh, the outward man is perishing, but the inward man is being renewed day by day. And we, we know our sister's outward body is perishing. But the inwardness, God, I pray inside she would flourish and grow. And we pray, God, that you would heal and bring strength and relieve the pain and the pressure and the difficulty of a broken body. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank All right, you brother. so much. God bless you. Bye-bye. I bye. appreciate that. God bless you, too. Bye. I'm going to pray for Robert listening online requesting prayers. I'm pressing into the Lord in my singleness. Father, we pray for Robert and his singleness. It's a super challenging season of life for so many. And I pray, God, that you would strengthen him uh, and affirm, Lord, your love for him, that he's not second class or he's not missing out or he's not all he could be, but that he's fully, Lord, a disciple of you and fully uh, in a place where he can enjoy you and if this season is to last longer than he expects, that you would strengthen him for it. In Jesus' name, amen. 303-690-3000 is the number. We've got someone anonymously calling here in Colorado, but that was static. So I'm sorry, you're gone. Um, Go to heaven or hell. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. Where are we? We're going to Pennsylvania. Tanisha, welcome to the program. Hey, Tanisha, are you with us? And we lost Tanisha. All right, we're working on the programs here, uh, or on the phone calls here. Uh, we're sorting them out with the producer. So give me a call, 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000 is the number. Taking your calls and your questions. There's some questions coming in on marriage and remarriage. If you want more information on marriage and remarriage and all of the different angles of whether you can or can't, email me. I would love to send you an article so you can dive deep into the different reasons for marriage and remarriage. Email me at ed at edtaylor.org, 
And I'd love to send you an article rather than deal with every single angle uh, for the rest of the program today on marriage and remarriage. Just email me. I'll send you something. You can study it on your own and look at it and come to uh, the conclusion biblically that you could find. Remember, Jesus talked about adultery being a valid reason for divorce. Not it, It is a reason to divorce, but adultery is also a reason to forgive. And you want to remember that, that you it's not automatic. You can walk in the forgiveness that the Holy Spirit can give you. Paul also talked about an unbelieving unbeliever departing that would release someone from the covenant of marriage. Uh, not automatic, but a possibility. So if you want more information, email me, ed at edtaylor.org. I'll send you an article. And there's people who have written books on this, but I, I don't want to, I don't think the program today, I want to deal with all the different facets because three different questions came in. Uh, and if you sent the question and email me, uh, someone came through a, uh, one came through text, uh, two came through text. Uh, so you can just send it to me, email me, and I'll send you an article and you can study it for yourself. 303-690-3000 is the number, 303-690-3000. Please pray for my sister-in-law who is real sick with COVID. And COVID is still around. Uh, it's certainly not being used the way it was politically and such, but it's a real sickness and it attaches itself to other underlying sicknesses. And like uh, this sister, we need to pray because while for most people it doesn't affect them, for a lot of people it does. And we don't want to forget them. So I pray for this sister who's real sick with COVID. I pray for healing, God, that it would not attach itself to other things that would make it even harder for her, that you would help her breathing, that you would open the capacity of her lungs to be able to endure and overcome what COVID is doing to her body. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We are uh, back in the book of Genesis tonight. I want to invite you both online and in the house. We will be in the house. We will be in the house of God, worshiping God of the house. (laughs) Isn't that awesome? We'll be praying together, worshiping together, studying the Bible together, fellowshipping together. We have full children's ministry all the way through junior high. Uh, High schoolers meet, they have their own service on Sunday nights. High schoolers are expected to live as the young adults that they are and serve within the church, and then they get to come together on on Sunday nights. But for Wednesday night, Bible study, we're in Genesis. I mean, I have been so personally encouraged. I know I've been the one teaching it, but I've also been the one listening to it, studying it, and then whatever in my notes doesn't always come out that way. God's speaking in a powerful way, and and the the movement of the Holy Spirit on our midweek study is phenomenal. I love it, love it, love it, and love it some more. All right, let's see. Tanisha is back on line two. Welcome to the program. Hey, Tanisha, you're with us. Do you hear us? Because this is what would happen last time. Doesn't seem like Tanisha's with us on line two. Me. There she is. You just needed to be turned up. All right, you're back, and we're together, and you're on the air. What can I do for you, sister? Um, yes, I was calling because I wanted to get um, a little clarification on this Lilith character 
that I keep hearing about, but I did some Google search, and Good. I don't see where any scripture in the Bible that states Lilith, apart from the something about the Jewish um, folklore, according to that. I'm like, that has nothing to do with God. That wasn't inspired by God, but I'm told that she's um, Adam's first wife, and there's quite a few scriptures in the Bible that states her. It, I don't believe that. It is definitely legend, and typically that the Hebrew word that's just, that is translated Lilith in the New Revised Standard Version, so they found a version where it's uh, translated that, literally is translated night creature or screech owl, um, and it, even if uh, the even if the passage in the new revised standard and it's isaiah thirty four fourteen by the way uh in isaiah thirty four fourteen let me just go to it really quickly in the new king james they translated the wild beasts of the desert shall also meet with the jackals the wild goat shall bleat to its companion the night creature uh is the Hebrew word liveth uh that's okay. where you that's where you get the Hebrew word, but it's translated night creature here, um, talking about find for herself a place of rest. Some people have taken that backwards in this legend and said that Lilith was um, a wife before Eve. And you have just met your first, um, if not your first, one of many that you've met throughout of false teachers and false nonsense. It's not true. It's not biblical. You, you were right that because it's not in the Bible, even though the word's in the Bible, just because the word is in the Bible doesn't mean that somebody's teaching around a word is accurate. Adam did not have a wife before Eve. Um, there is no um, Lilith woman in the Bible. There is no one person ever mentioned from Genesis to Revelation named Lilith. Pastor, because that's what I told this woman who was literally trying to convince me that um, Lilith is is Adam's first wife, and how it she's prescribed on many um, scriptures in the Bible. And I'm like, okay, where in Genesis did it say Lilith is there? I know about Adam and Eve, so she's not of importance. I mean, like whoever you're listening to. Whatever book you're reading is false. Yeah, Lilith is a... The myth of Lilith is very popular in some radical feminist movements because they use Lilith, their created Lilith, as an example of a woman refusing to submit to male headship. And I would just suggest, even if there is anyone, I kindly suggest this uh, for those that might be involved in feminist movements, that the... Feminist movements should truly take a stand against transgenderism as women are being devalued by men that are either dressing like women or having uh, surgeries to try to have some superiority within women. It's a far greater issue than the liberty and the liberation that you f- that a woman finds in knowing Jesus as their personal Savior. There are other battles to fight than believers uh, that followed Jesus Christ, who wherever he went, elevated the role of woman. Oh, my goodness. And that's why they're out here spreading all this false doctrine. So she mentioned to me and told me that I should go and um, 
and read the the book of Enoch. Yeah. I was like, um, is that a thing? Can are we supposed to even do that? Uh, you know, there there is no um there the book of Enoch is I was going to say there's no uh, harm in reading it. There could be harm in reading it because it might lead somebody to uh to believe nonsense, but the book of Enoch is like any other book. It was written during an intertestamental time. It was not received within the canon of Scripture. It is not the Bible. So if anyone ever decides to read it, they just need to read it like they would anything else. It's not authoritative. It's not 100% accurate. Uh, and it would be like any other thing written by man. Okay. So, Pastor Ed, with that, with that, on that same note, so do you um, believe that um, about the, uh, I think, the Nephilim, the angels that came to on Earth that was um, procreating with humans? Is that really a thing? Because, I mean, I know this is a scripture in the, in the actual Bible that states that um, angels was messing with humans and so forth. There, there, that is really a view on that particular passage. Um, but there are alter- alternative views that would be applied to this. So not everybody believes that these are demons. Even if there was demon interaction, it was through a human being. Demons are spirit. They don't have the ability to have sexual relations with humans. So whatever the Nephilim are, whether they were giants or whether they were demonically possessed human beings, they were human beings. They were human beings. Okay. Now, there are but, good Bible teachers that disagree with that. I just don't believe they're demons. Demons can't have sexual relations with people. They're spirits. But, but, it, but they actually just can just possess They humans, can possess, but, yes. They so can, can possess they other mean, human beings to take advantage of people, yes, for sure. And does that mean they could actually have intercourse with somebody else? Humans can, yes. Oh. Humans can have, a demon-possessed human can have mm-hmm. sexual relations with another human, yes. Oh my goodness. So would their baby be demons too? No, their babies would be human. Oh my goodness, but well, would they have traits of that demon or no. anything? No, they wouldn't no. have traits of that okay. demon. Well, that's good to so know. So here, let me ask, let me go, let me double back to the question that you had earlier. Um, and let me answer it a different way. Should I read the book of Enoch? My pers- my perspective of that is, no, we should spend more time in the Bible learning what God's Word says in truth than we ever do spending any time in stuff that's marginally true, partially true, but not inspired, might have one or two things true, especially in the condition of the kind of questions that you're asking personally. It would be uh-huh. better for you just, man, just spend this next year diving into the Word digging deep and all I did when on your quit on your Lilith question uh, is I went to the text in Isaiah 34 uh, and I I looked up the original word and that's where they get the word from in the Hebrew but the reality of that word has to be overextended and misinterpreted to make it sound like what that person um, said to you because it's simply not true how many wives did Adam have the Bible records one that's what the Bible exactly. says period that's it yeah, but what about Lilith? I don't know about Lilith. I don't. You can tell me whatever you want about that Hebrew word, but the Bible is abundantly clear. One wife. Yeah, the mother of all living things. That's right. That's what I know. And that's what you cling to. Yeah. 
You are awesome, Pastor Ed. I love listening to you. And I haven't gone to the um, the Calvary Chapel in um, in Harrisburg as yet, but I do listen to um, the pastor. Good, you should. You should go. You should go because it'll add. You belong in fellowship. You should go to. You should go to the Calvary Chapel in Harrisburg. I think I need to take off Sundays from work and literally go if I'm not doing a living because I'm a I'm a nurse's aide. I do home attendance, so I take care of people for a living, and yes. I love it. So that was God has called me. Since so I'm, I'm looking up right now. I'm looking up their website, Calvary Chapel Harrisburg. Is it West Shore? Is that the? Yes, it's in um, Camp Hill. Okay, Camp Hill. Yep, Camp Hill, Pennsylvania. So let me see. Are you working tonight? Well, now I'm about to finish off from work. Okay, well, let me. I'm trying to find on their website when their services are, and it says worship. So let's see what it says here. Sundays at eight thirty and ten thirty. Wednesday night they have a seven o'clock. You got to go. You're on the phone with me. Oh, it's 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 seven o'clock right now. Get over there by. You'll get there by seven thirty. I get there by what time? uh, What time it ends? It's probably ends eight thirty. 8.30, 8.30, so that would be an hour. You could do uh, it. Okay, one more Okay, one more question. Oh, my goodness, what was it? All right, go ahead, real oh, quick. Oh, yeah. They um they don't open. It's so funny that they don't have service on Saturdays, which is so sad. Well, some they churches do. Saturdays. Some churches don't, but that's what a Wednesday is. Wednesday Wednesday can play, can have, have that role of a, Wednesday, of, of a Saturday night service where you're gathering midweek and... Uh, not everyone has Saturday services. We didn't have Saturday services for a while. Oh. Because that's the day I take my Sabbath. Oh, well. I wanted, to, I wanted it to be like, you know, to go in one of these Saturdays because I do fellowship with my husband at home. Yes. Well, and you sometimes can, we have a little group, um, a little group thing. Well, you can have your Sabbath on Saturday and attend church on Wednesday. Church on Wednesday. Why not? Okay. You can do I'm both. Gonna take, I'm going to take your word for it. And then you, I want you to call back and tell us. Uh, I'm on. I, Lord willing, I'll be doing the show tomorrow. You should call back tomorrow. I want to hear how it was. Okay, so you're so you're recommending that I go to church right now. I'm recommending that you hang up and don't speed. Okay, I will. <laughs> I think you'll be right, blessed. You'll be so all, blessed. All my attire right now. All your attire. It doesn't matter how you dressed. Doesn't matter. Yeah. We don't care. Just come to church. All right. I'm going to go to it. All right. And then call me tomorrow. I'll be waiting for the call tomorrow's show. All righty. Thank all right. you so much. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right. You guys in the uh, Camp Hill, Pennsylvania area. It's Calvary Chapel, Harrisburg. And look, here's their verse. Let us not forsake the assembling of ourselves together as in the manner of some, but let us exhort one another, especially as you see the day approaching. There you go. And that's the power of even this show one week delayed. The Lord's working now. If you hear the show one week delayed and you go, oh, I don't know if it's not. If you call the show, you're talking live to the host. And so this is going to happen. And then she'll be able to call in next week and or, or tune into the radio next week and hear herself. Well, that's going to bring us to the end of today's program. I'm sorry, guys. We don't have enough time to take some of the calls uh, that are waiting. Just call me tomorrow, Lord willing. I'll be back on the air tomorrow, right here on the same station at the same time. My name is Ed Taylor. I have a website. I encourage you to visit it, edtaylor.org. 
I write on ministry, uh, on grief, on sometimes on current cultural trends, not so much lately. I haven't had a lot of time to write really anything that church has been hopping so much. We've been just so much going on. We're so blessed. Uh, I'm so tired. Since we're using all the so words, so blessed, so full, so tired, but the Lord's good. (laughs) He's so good. I guess we use the word so, one of those words we overuse, but we're back in the Bible tonight and what a privilege it is to teach the word, to be open and to be open to and to submit myself as a vessel of the Holy Spirit. We're studying chapters 35 and 36 tonight. And yes, we should finish two chapters. One of them is a genealogy of Esau, the Edomite. But even there, we'll pull a few things out of that. Uh, And did you know, here's a little bit of trivia for you. Did you know Herod was an Edomite? Herod was an Edomite. Did you know that Job is also considered to be an Edomite, Job, that he had a friend that was an Edomite. We won't look at all that tonight, but um, it's an interesting thing when you study the Bible. There's so much to learn of what the Bible says. Anyway, grateful to be a part of your life today. The Lord is good and faithful. Bless you guys. Come to church, near or far, get to church. The Lord bless you. Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow. Same time, Calvary Life. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.